Hello there, Shwilk Lords. I'm just here to tell you my new song, Dry Spell, is out now wherever you're streaming music. Go check that out at the end of this episode. You can listen to the song in its entirety, so stay tuned for that and don't touch the dial. This episode is brought to you by Novello Mattresses, where comfort meets innovation, giving you the perfect night's sleep you've been dreaming of. Are you tired of tossing and turning all night, struggling to find a comfortable position? Look no further than Novilla Mattresses, the ultimate sleep solution designed with your comfort in mind. Experience the luxury of a good night's sleep with Novilla's advanced mattress technology. Their mattresses are crafted using the finest materials, providing the perfect balance of support and softness. Whether you prefer a plush feel or a firmer surface, Novilla has a mattress that caters to your unique sleep preference. But what sets Novilla apart from the rest? It's their commitment to innovation and and quality. Each mattress is thoughtfully engineered to provide optimal spinal alignment, reducing pressure points, and ensuring you wake up feeling refreshed and rejuvenated every morning. Say goodbye to restless nights and hello to blissful sleep with Novilla's cutting-edge cooling technology. Their mattresses are designed to regulate temperature, keeping you cool and comfortable throughout the night. No more waking up in a sweat, just pure, uninterrupted sleep. Worried about allergens and dust mites? Don't be. Novilla mattresses are hypoallergenic and resistant to common allergens, ensuring a healthier sleep environment for you and your loved ones. And here's the best part. Novilla is committed to affordability. They believe that everyone deserves a great night's sleep without breaking the bank. That's why their mattresses are competitively priced, giving you the best value for your money. But don't just take our word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already made the switch to Novilla. Even when your mom comes to my place, just know she's getting a great night's sleep, among other things. <laughs> Experience the difference for yourself and discover what it truly means to sleep like you've never slept before. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% off any purchase you make through Novilla directly. Ready to transform your sleep experience? Visit their website today and choose the Novilla mattress that suits your needs. Your journey to a better night's sleep starts now with Novilla mattresses. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you want it the most, there's no easy way out. When you're ready to go and your heart's left in doubt, don't give up on your faith. Love comes to those who believe it, and that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Hello. What is going on, my fellow Shwoke Lords? What is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Shwizzy, better known as The Lords. Trademark favorite podcast. What's going on, everyone? I'm still here in my, uh, what's it, holding people ransom cave or my hostage cave. What it looks like, y'all, it's a green screen. What you're saying, actually, you're seeing me outside of uh, Fulton County Prison Jail. You know, someone famous that we're going to get into. Uh, a couple of famous people recently there, so we decided to come here for the actual coverage, too. So, clearly, I'm actually not in my little ransom room. I'm actually doing that, but uh, this is the only episode, this is the only 140th episode of Cancel Shweezy we're ever going to do. So, let's make it rock. It is weird. It's weird that Miley Cyrus kind of, remember when... Okay, uh, this is a spoiler for a lot of people, but uh, Miley Cyrus and Hannah Montana are the same person. I know, I know some of you are pretty shocked right now. 
but it's not all that it's not all that bad. Um, but anyways, I always thought it was weird that now Miley Cyrus is dyeing her hair blonde a lot more, you know, instead of like the the classic brown. Of course, the classic brown, the classic brunette, we would say. Uh, I would say is probably rem- more reminiscent of her Disney Channel days, but she's trying to separate herself from, uh, I don't know, seems kind of, yeah, I, I don't know. We we'll separate that. I don't think I have anything prepared here. I haven't had a very impactful week, so, uh, so, you know, I'm just going to ramble, uh, for a minute, but no, um, yeah, what did I see Miley in the news? Nothing important enough I want to talk about on this show. I don't know, she's, she's always in the news, and it's always like, I don't know who's in charge of writing articles like this, you're like, uh, Miley Cyrus shows off her new look, like, it's, it's, oh, it's, I mean, it's a look, you know, it's, it is what it is, um. and stuff like that, but, uh, no, what's, what's everyone doing here? I think, uh, I went to Walmart today, a guy said, hey, Sam, how are you doing? And I was like, yeah, I'm good, how are you, man? Good. Like, I cannot remember who this person is for the life of me. I've, I've started doing this thing where I, what I'll do is if someone waves to me or nods at me or says hey to me in public and I don't recognize them. I just kind of, you know, I just kind of do that. I just kind of wave back, have a conversation, pretend like I know them. You know, it gives people the satisfaction that I pretend I'm like, I don't know. I think I just know too many people, you know. It's just like, you. I don't know. If you work in, like, entertainment, like, you meet so many goddamn fucking people. And eventually it's, uh, eventually it, it becomes like, you know, your your mind can only remember so many people at once, you know. So like that. So, you know, it's uh, always interesting shit right there. Um, always uh, always some interesting stuff going on in my life. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. You can If you see me in public, you can always wave at me. I'll wave back. I don't know. I always wave back. And I always just do that, you know. You know, you're driving some ways at you. You always wave back, you know. I've also learned that uh, thumbs down is a lot more effective than the middle finger when you're driving. I got to tell you, it is, it is, uh, so good. Imagine, you know, imagine you're, you, you know, imagine you're the one being the asshole. You know, sometimes we're the asshole. We accidentally cut someone off or we do it because we're in a hurry or something like that. You know, you get flipped off. You know, that's one thing. Imagine someone giving you a thumbs down. Like that shit will, will make you feel bad the rest of the day. When you get flipped off, you're just like, fuck that guy, you know? But, like, when you get the thumbs down, you're like, like, that just ruins you. That'll ruin the rest of your day. So, a little life advice. Uh, if you feel like flipping someone off, give them the thumbs down. Because the thumbs down, I will tell you, definitely works. Uh, definitely, yeah, it's definitely a better tactic than the middle finger. That's just some things I've noticed. Try that in a small town. Try giving someone the thumbs down in a small town. <laughs> Silver, come around here. You know, I've only heard that song on TikTok. I'm not actually gonna like intentionally try to listen to it. I've only heard like it is like you like you like in a big city. I try that in a small town. Like that's you know. 
for a song that wants to sound tough, you know, it doesn't sound very, it's not a very tough song. It sounds like sissy bro country bullshit, uh, just to be honest with you. At least the little snippets on TikTok I've heard, you know, try that in a small town. And now, I don't know why I saw this meme. Uh, if y'all know what lemonparty.org is, first of all, pause the podcast. I want you to go Google that shit. Just go to lemonparty.org. I want you to go to it. I'm going to stop for a second, okay? All right. Now that you've paused and Googled lemonparty.org, the image that came up when you went to the website, that's the first thing I think of when I hear, try that in a small town. See how far going around here, you know? But overall, though, I do think in, in regards to that, it, it has taken a while. It has taken too long for country music. And if you want to know, there's, you know, there is the good country music out there. There's that one guy who's like turning down million dollar offers. Uh, was it Richmond over north of Richmond, north of Richmond? I don't know what the fucking song's called. Uh, but that guy's like, I don't, I just play my music for free. I'm like, buddy, there's, first of all, like I want to say here, you don't have to play your music for free, you know? You, there is keeping your musical integrity, which I like what you're doing, but, you know, keep your integrity and get paid for keeping your integrity. That's just my advice for you, okay? Um, but, uh, so yeah, but, like, most country is just the most manufactured bullshit. And I don't mind manufactured bullshit. Like, K-pop, I finally understood why people like K-pop. Uh, not because I, you know, I was listening to BTS, I saw some girl groups, I'm like, I get it now. It's because they're hot. I mean, and the music's not bad either. You know, for the most part, the music's not that bad. Um, you know, but, like, when you hear a lot of, like, boy bands, like, the idea is, like, yeah, this is manufactured. Like, One Direction, like, they're pretty great. I think they're great guys. I don't know the guys. I think their music's pretty good, um, despite a lot of things. But, uh, but yeah, like, it's clear that, like, they're manufactured. And sometimes it's okay to enjoy very manufactured music, but like all country music is just, or, you know, the majority, I'm not talking about your fucking shitty ass project. Um, I'm talking about, I'm talking about what's, what's hitting the country charts. It's like, it's just manufactured bullshit. And, but it's like trying to act like it's very homegrown. Uh, like, uh, we're just, I'm just a few, just a few chords on the truth in like country music has stepped so far away from the idea of four chords and the truth or three chords and the truth. Country music has just gone so far off from what that is. And so, like, you know, going back to it, you know, it's just like, why did it take country music songwriters so fucking long to try to really appeal to their audience? Like, their audience, you know, like, their audience is... Like, the the small-town rednecks and shit like that. The racist fucking rednecks, you know? Especially those racist, very, uh, you know, the guys who are just very, like, I want to I wanna get into a, I'm going to go to a bar, I'm going to get into a fight tonight. I'm like, why do we have to get into a fight? We're drinking, we're supposed to have a good time. And last time I checked, having a good time does not involve uh, us getting the shit beaten out of us. Uh, because if someone gets angry with me, I start laughing. And so I'm useless in a fight. And I don't know why are you, but like it took country music, the idea that like country music is so just fucking 
They had like four songwriters on that fucking try that in a small town. I probably could have written that shit my, just by myself. Uh, I could have made like a fucking at least a demo, you know, of it, you know, in my little in a little ransom cave from the flooding. I think we're almost waiting on a. Uh, you know about people cleaning up so I can fucking leave my little ransom room. Uh, but yeah, um, it took country music long enough to be pro maga, do maga shit, you know. It took country music way too long to do that. Um, but you know what else? Music is not manufactured bullshit. My new song, Dry Spell, spelled with a three. <laughs> Out now, wherever you're streaming music at, that can be Spotify. You know where you stream music at. I don't need to explain that to you. I read somewhere, it's like, you don't have to say every single streaming service your song is on. If you say it's on the streaming service, on. Dry Spell is available wherever you get music at, so make sure you go streaming that nonstop. Be a cool person. Be cool to your school and don't, don't stop streaming that shit, but I also have other stuff there. You can follow me on, you can follow me at the Shweezy. That's wherever you get social media. I have been trying to post more on threads. I want to build up my threads audience. I feel like threads might be dying pretty quick. So rest in peace threads. Um, somehow, but I don't know. Elon could just burn X to the ground or whatever. Uh, but yeah, follow me on social media. Uh, if you want to help support the show, we got cash app. We got PayPal, both great ways to help support us in any way you possibly can. You just click the link tree link in the description. And that's how you do that. So make sure you're helping us out there as well. We'll make sure you're doing all the free shit too. Make sure you're liked, making sure you're subscribed. Make sure that you're checking out the YouTube page and sharing all the dumbass fucking shit we talked about in the episode with your friends and maybe your family and uh, everyone else that possibly could be involved. So definitely go check that out as well, and be cool to your school. So I think that's that. Let's jump into previous week right now. What is previous week right now, you may be asking. Uh, Previous week right now is just news from last week that I'm going over today. I like to record these shows at the beginning of the week, and we just talk about last week. Whatever happened last week, we're talking about now. Are we a week late? Yes. But are we more fun Maybe. All right. First article we got here is from KSHB41, Kansas City. Uh, an article in, in to another segment we like to call Cool Stuff, Slick Stuff, Neat Stuff, where we go over what the fuck Garth Brooks is up to. So from Kansas City, Garth Brooks, global sports star to make major announcement next week in Kansas City. Don't ask us how we know, but Garth Brooks is set to make a major announcement next week in Kansas City. Brooks is set to make the announcement in a press conference at 11 a.m. Tuesday, August 29th at Kauffman Stadium. A press release says that stars from across the world of sports will also be in attendance. Brooks and Kansas City have been friends for a long time. The country music legend performed in Kansas City in 2021 at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. More famously, Brooks was among the acts who helped open up the now T-Mobile Center, headlining nine consecutive sold-out shows in November 2007. Okay, so we're going to make it here. Garth Brooks, as we know, he has murdered people. He is a murderer. We all have to remember... He has killed a he has killed a bitch before. Uh, that he is making a major announcement next week in Kansas City. Okay, so yeah, this is probably at a Royals game. Uh, remember when the Royals were bad? Then remember they were good for a minute. Now they're bad again. I don't know. Are they bad now? I don't. I don't 
fucking pay attention. I really don't pay attention to sports. I wish I did. I'll keep up with like Kansas sports, but it's like the major news in like Kansas basketball, Kansas University basketball is like, uh, we got a new all star freshman again, you know. Like Bill Self is like was like, Yeah, I signed a contract. I'm probably just gonna be here forever. You know, I was like, Yeah, that's good for you. But also, um, making an announcement at a at Kauffman Stadium. Uh, that's a that's the Royals baseball field. If you didn't know, I don't think Garth is going to announce that he's going into sports now. All of his friends who only have good things to say about him never never have said a negative thing about him in his life. Uh, they all said he was the best athlete, the greatest athlete. He was the goat. I think he did. I know he's like a, he was a. He did a little baseball, and I think he did track and field. I think he did something in the in the in the the circle of track and field, which is cross country, also makes that too. I always forget that, and you would think I would remember that. Both my parents are those kind of coaches, but I don't. Um, do you think? But what if Garth is going to announce that uh, all the people he's murdered? What if it's going to be a murder? Because there's like a bunch of other athletes are going to help out here. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I can guarantee it's going to be the cringiest shit that I've ever seen in my life. And uh, what day do they say is going to? He said next week. It's probably this week. So uh, stay tuned to everyone. Keep keep listening. Again. We will be talking about it. I'm like, we're definitely going to have to talk about this. I'm going to have to. Google it. And also, Trump, Garth Brooks news kind of just comes to me. That's the real reason why this segment exists is because that stuff just comes into my atmosphere. And uh, it's easy to talk about because never is that guy not doing the weirdest thing that I've ever seen in my life. Never that him and uh, Mick Jagger, both people who will always be the weirdest fucking human beings on the planet. I don't know. It just makes you wonder. I'm like, should someone like just like when you come out on go out on a stage and you have like people like adoring and almost worshiping you? Like, did that? I wonder what Taylor Swift is like these days. You know, she does keep pretty solid the ground, but she's also very much uh, she's very quiet. Like you know, and I think that's probably what she should do. But is she becoming one of these like weird fucking? Individuals like, hi guys. <laughs> One day we're getting, hi guys. Taylor Swift here. Ukraine needs our help. Just a small donation can help out. And then she has like someone else with her and like, help out the refugees. <laughs> she just starts busting out laughing. We're like, okay. Um, I don't know. The Illuminati got Taylor or whoever's in charge of this. Anyways, though, Garth Brooks, are you going to admit the murders? Are you going to admit the bodies? I've I'm like, I've been on like the fence thinking Garth might have blocked me. And so I'm waiting for him to post more shit so I can, uh, I think they, cause there's a way you can like restrict people a little bit. And I think I've been slightly restricted, uh, from Garth's page. So, uh, we're just waiting to see where life goes. So it's definitely something you want to stay tuned for. Okay. Definitely something you want to be around for when it happens. Okay. Okay. All right, next article, our article of the week. Uh, one image, one face, one American moment. 
the Donald Trump mugshot. This is from AP News. I'm going to assume this is not from Alternative Press magazine or Alt Press, the magazine that keeps up with alternative music. I think it stands for something else. A camera clicks in a fraction of a second. The shutter opens and then closes, freezing forever the image in front of it. When the camera shutter blinked inside an Atlanta jail on Thursday, it both created and documented a tiny inflection point in American life. Captured for posterity, there was a former president of the United States for the first time in history under arrest and captured in the sort of frame more commonly associated with drug dealers and drunken drivers. The trappings of power gone for that split second. Left behind, an enduring image that will appear in history books long after Donald Trump is gone. It will be forever part of the icon iconography of being alive in this time, said Marty Kaplan, a professor at the University of Southern California and in Burr School of Communications. In the photo, Trump confronts the camera in front of a bland gray backdrop, his eyes meeting the lens in an intense glare. He's wearing a blue suit, white shirt, and red tie. His shoulders squared, his head tilted slightly towards the camera. The sheriff's logo has been digitally added above his right shoulder. Some of the 18 others charged with him in Georgia smiled in their booking photos like they were posing for a yearbook. Not Trump. His defiance is palpable, as if he's staring down a nemesis through the lens. Uh, it is not a comfortable feeling, especially when you've done nothing wrong, he later told Fox News Digital about the moment. Okay, so, uh, before we start making fun of this fucking photo, let's, let's, uh, let's just think about, like, all this shit. Like, Buddy, you know you're you know you're not innocent. Like the reason you think you're innocent is because you you think you're above the law and you're like, I'm above the law. I was the president of that time. I should have been innocent. I'm like, buddy, you're the prime example of fuck around and find out. Like you are the pinnacle. You are the example that we set when we say fuck around and find find out. And I've always thought, like, in thinking about it, like, mugshots are, like, are such an interesting thing nowadays because, you know, they're originally for, the idea is for, it's like, okay, this guy's, this guy did a crime, so if he does a crime again, we, we have a decent, we have an okay photo. I mean, it's never a good camera either. We have an okay photo of them to use. We pulled out my fucking Android phone and took the fucking photo, you know? Put, put a filter on it thinking it'll make it look better. Like, no. The filter makes it... If it's a shitty photo, the filter's not going to help it look better. Okay? A decent... Like, a decent, good-looking photo that can be worked with is probably what... And, uh, yeah, that, that photo did not look good. Uh, and it's just the fact that he's still denying... Like, I guess he's just doing that because... I don't know. Because he doesn't... I, I guess he's, like, still into it, you know? Or he's just like, you know what? I guess I am... I'm still, I'm just going to claim innocence even though I know I'm wrong. He's like, and I guess he's like, I'm innocent because, because uh, like I am the chosen leader of God for this. I'm like, yeah, prove it. Prove it, bitch. You know, like one of, one of the prophets I had, like Pat Robertson, that's the, that's the fucking, that's today's fucking prophet. He's dead now. Thank God. Oh yeah, if he's dead. I'm going to start doing a thing here where when someone shitty dies, 
You know, we're just going to be like, it's something unpredictable, but in the end it's right. I hope you had the time of your life. We're going to do a special fucking thing. When Mitch McConnell dies, we're going to do a little special video of that. So now let's, uh, I'm going to pull up the photo on my screen and, uh, we're going to go back to it. We're just going to go Trump mug shot. I did buy uh, Green Day. I think, I don't know if the sale is still going on by this point, but they're doing like a flash sale. It was basically Trump's mugshot and then had the Nimrod sticker from the album Nimrod where it's something unpredictable, but in the end it's right. I hope you had the time of your life on it. So uh, I'll just type in Trump as like mugshot. God damn. I remember when it came out, I was like, I'm just still fact-checking it, but I think this is it. For, so, the first of all, we have to think about what everyone else is thinking here. Why is he fucking doing the blue steel, okay? Why is Trump doing the blue steel in his mugshot, okay? And, you know, I think I want to say that I wouldn't do a stupid face if I had a mugshot, but uh, my driver's license is a stupid face, and, you know, there's, like, there's just the normal, like, straight face, you know? And that looks like your life is falling apart when you do that face, you know? But uh, but then there's, like, the smile, you know, the Justin Bieber smile, you know? You're like, you just look like an asshole when you do that. Uh, you smile. <laughs> just giving them big old, showing them every teeth. All 32 right there. Uh, showing them all that, too. But then he chose the blue steel Fucking, he just chose the blue steel. And, uh, thank God he got his fucking, the shittiest spray tan ever known to me. That's the, that's the, one of the real problems. Like, the fact that he gets a spray tan doesn't annoy me. It's the fact that it's a bad one. Like, aren't you supposed to be rich? You know, like, he acts, Donald Trump acts like someone who wants to flex at their rich. Because when you meet actual rich people, like, they, they're probably, they probably dress, they dress so fucking normal and cheap and shit like that. Mark Zuckerberg's a good example of that. Even Elon Musk, I don't see him wearing like crazy fucking shit. It's because you're rich and like, you know, you're rich and you're like, I don't, I don't have to, I don't know why I, I feel like I need to prove that I'm rich to you. I'll just fucking buy your house if I'm that desperate. But then like, there's people like Trump who like does all this shit that, supposedly rich people do and then it just looks bad he gets like the cheapest shittiest version of it so like that like uh, his haircut like you know like what the fuck's going on there like the the worst fucking uh spray tan i've ever seen in my fucking life you know uh clothes also don't fit so like that's a real question i've been having for like the last like i don't know how long how long has it been 2015 was Eight years ago? God damn. That's been long. I remember the moment I remember. I remember when Trump announced it. I was in Florida, conveniently, when he announced it, you know. Uh, yeah, why would he pick that face? His eyes also look very bloodshot, too. So he is stressed about it, you know, or he's really high. But he's also like, I don't, I don't do drugs. Diet Coke is enough for me. And I've also realized that guys who are, people who are like, it's like, nah, I don't really drink or smoke weed. Uh, Dr. Pepper or Diet Coke is my biggest advice. I'm like, first of all, uh, 
A, you're either the biggest square that's ever existed, or B, you're hiding something very dark. That's scary. When someone's just like, yeah, alcohol is my vice, you're like, all right, that's where the demons are. You know, that's where your demons are. You've admitted it, you know where they are. And people are like, I, you know, I just, I don't really drink. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. You know, I just, I've just never been interested. And you find people like Chris D'Elia is like, oh, his vice is uh, underage girls. You know, it's, it's just shit like that. So, uh, anyways, though, don't try and, uh, you know, don't try to rig election results, I guess. That's the answer to this problem. Just don't do that. It's a pretty bad thing to do. <sighs> All right, last article we got from AV Club. R. Kelly royalties going to victims, judge orders. It's been nearly two years at this point since a federal jury handed down nine convictions against musician R. Kelly, sentencing him to 30 years in prison on one count or of or racketeering and multiple violations of the Mann Act, including three counts of coercion and enticement and one count of transportation of a minor. He'd pick up another year on his sentence earlier this year after being found guilty on several charges of creating child pornography. Why am I laughing? That's not funny. In addition to jail time, Kelly was hit at the time of his first conviction with hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines and restitution, which his attorneys claimed he had no way of paying. Now a U.S. district judge has decided to go after Kelly's income more directly, issuing an order today stating that Kelly and Universal Music Group, his longtime publisher, will have to pay roughly $500,000 to cover that what he owes. This comes after U.S. district judge Ann Donnelly had previously ordered Kelly to pay $28,000 from his personal prison account. Why is UMG being forced to help foot the bill? Well, at the time of the 2022 conviction, both the Universal Company and Sony were believed by the government to be in possession of property that belonged to Kelly, which is to say presumably royalty payments, which both publishers were apparently withholding while seeing how the whole thing would shake out. The ruling is, in an odd way, rather good for news for Sony Music since, per variety, Universal's share of the royalties will apparently cover the bill which amounts to a total of $504,289. Kelly's attorney at the time asserted that he was close to indigent as his touring and performing money dried up aggressively under the increased level of scrutiny as the allegations against him came to light. Prosecutors claimed he had access to millions from things like sales of at least some of his royalty rights. Yeah, okay. So, music news that I could talk about. Um... Yeah, so it's been, like, a question, uh, and it's def def definitely, like, a day-old question of uh, can you separate the artist from the art? And I think in most cases, you can do that. Like, Michael Jackson, like, believe it or not, I don't, I don't really care, but, like, his songs weren't about touching kids. I feel fine listening to him. I'm not going to stop listening to Thriller just because the, the guy who just sang on it and the artist on it did some bad stuff. I'm like that album is so good. And and in my mind, you know, it's it takes more than just one person to make an album no matter who you think you are. It's more than one person to make an album, you know, at the end of the day. And so like other guys have worked really hard on that shit too, so yeah. But like, you know, Billy Jean about a girl claiming she's pregnant with his son. Uh, I don't think you're his I don't think you're his type. It's just saying, but R. Kelly, the, the problem with R. Kelly is separating the artist from the art. All his songs are about fucking chicks. And knowing the context, they were all probably 14 and stuff like that. And it's like, 
and it's crazy to think he got away with it for so fucking long, dude. Like he should have stopped while he was ahead. I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. A song about like getting away with everything because he's so big. <laughs> Jesus, bro. Um, but yeah, no royalty payments though. Um, maybe I'm reading this wrong or thinking about this wrong, but it would make sense like the money that Universal Music Group slash Sony or whatever you want to call it owes R. Kelly, that money could be, I could see that money going straight to whatever it is he has to pay off. I could see that, but like, am I wrong in thinking that like Universal Music Group themselves have to help help the bill with money R. Kelly didn't own? Am I wrong there? Someone needs to help me out. And understanding that because it makes sense where it's like, oh, he keeps he's keep he continues to make royalties regardless of being in jail. Uh, what are we doing with that money? He you know he still owes a lot of money, but he continues to make money from this. So what should we do? All right, well let's just take that away. I'm like that makes sense, but like, you know, UMG, you guys signed this monster. I think you need to pay for it. Like I don't think that's the case, but uh, I don't know. Tell me tell me your thoughts out there or whatever. Yeah. FNX Fitness, the ultimate destination for fitness enthusiasts looking to reach their peak performance and achieve their health goals. Are you tired of the same old fitness routines that leave you feeling uninspired and unmotivated? Look no further than FNX Fitness, where they bring a fresh and innovative approach to your fitness journey. At FNX Fitness, they believe that true fitness goes beyond just physical strength. It's about nourishing your body and mind and soul to unlock your full potential. That's why they offer a wide range of high-quality supplements and products designed to support your active lifestyle. Fuel your workouts and enhance your recovery with the scientifically formulated supplements. From pre-workout energizers to post-workout recovery blends, FNX Fitness has you covered every step of the way. Their products are carefully crafted using premium ingredients, ensuring you get the nutrients you need to perform at your best. But don't take, but FNX Fitness is more than just supplements. It's a community of like-minded individuals who share your passion for fitness and well-being. Join their supportive community and gain access to expert advice, workout tips, and motivational content that will keep you inspired and on track towards your goals. They understand that fitness is a personal journey, which is why they offer a wide range of products to cater to your individual needs. Whether you're a seasoned athlete looking to take your performance to the next level or a beginner taking your first steps towards a healthier life, lifestyle, FNX Fitness has the tools and resources to support you every step of the way. But don't just take my word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already experienced the FNX Fitness difference. Transform your fitness routine and unlock your full potential with FNX Fitness. And using our code in the description, you can save 15% off your order from their website. Ready to take your fitness to the next level? Uh, visit their website on your Nihilist or your Nihilist retailer today and discover the power of FNX Fitness. Elevate your performance, fuel your passion, and become the best version of yourself with FNX Fitness. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Cash App, the easiest way to send, spend, and save money with just a few taps on your phone. Are you tired of dealing with the hassle of carrying cash or waiting in long lines at the bank? With Cash App, you can say goodbye to those inconveniences and hello to a seamless financial experience. Sending money to friends and family has never been easier. Whether you're splitting the bill at dinner, paying your share of rent, or simply sending a birthday gift, Cash App lets you transfer money instantly directly from your bank account. No need to worry about writing checks or handling 
physical cash anymore. Uh, but Cash App doesn't stop there. It's complete financial ecosystem right at your fingertips. Use the app to easily pay for your morning coffee, groceries, or even your monthly subscriptions. With just a simple scan or tap, you can make purchases at millions of locations, both online and offline. And here's the best part. Cash App helped you save money too. With its innovative Boost feature, you can unlock exclusive discounts and cashback rewards at popular retailers, restaurants, and even your favorite services. It's like having your own personal saving assistant always looking out for the best deals. Worried about security? Cash App has you covered. With top-notch encryption and advanced security features, your financial information is always protected. Plus, if you have ever had any questions or concerns, Cash App's dedicated customer support team is available 24-7 to assist you. So why wait? Join millions of satisfied users and experience the convenience, speed, and savings that Cash App brings to your financial life. Download the app today from your app store and start sending spending and saving money like never before. Luckily, the best part is if you sign up using the link in the description, you get a free $5 just for signing up. That's literally just free money. Uh, so join Cash App today. The future of money is here. And when you use our links, you directly support this show. Okay, so I saw this article, BuzzFeed. I literally just typed in buzzfeed.com, and this is the first article that came up. And so uh, I think it's time that we just really get into it. So, all right, now I should be in there. Uh, My dad used to live in a cave. 19 scandalous family secrets that left me shocked, alarmed, and honestly, a little riveted. Uh, So let's go into it. Let's see what's going on here. We all got at least a little bit of family drama from little siblings disputes to huge generational old secrets. Uh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Someone, they asked Reddit, they got all their stuff from Reddit. Who else does that? No one, I don't think. Um, the first one. 20 years after his death, we found out my grandfather had been quite a senior scientist on the Tube Alloys Project to develop a British nuclear bomb. No one in the family even knew he had any scientific qualifications. He owned and operated several successful butcher shops until his retirement. We found out that Nan passed away 20 years later, and we found his papers. Um, just imagine you're just like you're, you know, you're spending the day, you know, Grandpa, Grandpa, what are you up to? And you're like, oh, I'm working on this uh, nuclear bomb for the country or whatever, you know. Hey, Grandpa. Sorry that clicked a little bit. I'm, like, adjusting my mic. Grandpa, how do, What's an atomic bomb like? Well, sorry. <laughs> Dare to tell you. Dare to tell you this shit. Uh, it's... I don't know why. We have Oppenheimer. I still haven't seen Oppenheimer. Yeah, I need to see that shit. I'll just wait for it to come on streaming at this point. Um, two... My granddad's brother had another family that no one knew about until the funeral when they all turned up as well. Dude, how... I'm, I'm, I'm expecting, unless BuzzFeed did their due diligence, I'm expecting a, a shit ton of secret families. And I don't even know. There's so much going on when you say someone has a secret family. I It just confuses me so fucking much. Like, okay... I have a problem. Maybe, maybe it's maybe it's the fact that I talk too much. It's probably the problem here. The reason why, uh, 
the reason why I'm just so confused, just the idea of having another family, you know, like just balancing, how do you balance the time, you know? You know, it, you have to have like a very specific career. You know, my dad, like he was, you know, he was a cross-country coach. He was a track coach. He like, he was a head coach and everything. And so like a lot of weekends and, you know, sometimes he'd be gone a week or whatever. Uh, like he would just be gone, you know. You know, it was like, you know, he's not gone. He wasn't gone like a ton, you know, because he was still like, he still worked at a university and, you know, like students need to be in classes, you know. So like at the end of the day, like he said, to be there. I'm like, I couldn't imagine like that was, that would be the only opportunity my dad would have for a second family. But at the same time, he's supposed to be working. And so like, like there's so much, so many fucking details into the idea that, uh, we found out my dad or my granddad, he had a whole ass other family. What, like, I just, like, I guess it would have to be before the internet occurred. Cause now the internet's a thing. Like it, that shit's, that shit can't be still happening. Right. You know, maybe we all need to keep track of the, the guy who's like, who's not on, who doesn't use social media and doesn't have like an account. And he's, you know, you think his personality is like, yeah, I can see why he doesn't because I, I can't really see a reason for him to use it. Like, I even have friends who don't use, who, if they do use social media, it's for, like, browsing just random shit, you know? It's usually just browsing memes and shit like that. It's definitely not, like, I'm going to give you an update. And that also reminds me of something I've, I've kind of realized. So, so clearly, like, we all know, let's talk, I, it's really Facebook, a little bit of Instagram, too, but a lot of Facebook where if someone, so like the idea of a couple, you know, like the fall photo shoot drops, you know, the marriage is on the rocks, you know, and that shit. Uh, so it's like, if they post too much about how much they love each other, there's clearly a lot going wrong in the relationship. But now I've come to realize, you know, there's a difference like, huh, I haven't seen that person. And then, you know, they're, spouse or whatever, they haven't posted anything about each other or anything, and something seems weird, like there's like a name change on the Facebook profile, so you know, you go and investigate, sometimes you see they divorce, I'm like, okay, so you're you're normal, and you're like, I don't need to publicize my fucking divorce on the internet, you know, uh, and if you're thinking, maybe I should publicize my divorce, unless you are like a celebrity power couple type of thing, you don't need to do that, you just keep that shit to yourself. No one gives a shit. Uh, like that's the only time, you know, and it's, but unless it's like, and it's also like a business thing, maybe you bring that up, but like, yeah, anyways, but like, yeah, you go that sometimes you go there and you're like, Oh, they got divorced or they broke up. And then some of you go there. I'm like, Oh, they're still married. You're like, well, I guess things are going really good for them. You know, when you see like the couple who never post about each other, but then like, they're still, still have that, you know, I'm like, you have to assume they're doing good because like, only couples that are doing bad post about it and shit like that. So that's the thing. Yeah, that's a real, that's a real honest truth right there. My great uncle was a police officer in Cardiff. He was married to one of the, to one of a pair of identical twins. After a decade of marriage, he ran off with the other twin. So I'm not saying that's like, that's not too surprising. Um, that's not, that's not that I'm compared to the last one. I'm just, I guess I guess just get shocked. Like he had a whole ass other family and I didn't know about, you know, or some shit like that. 
this one is very like, yeah, it's not that that uncommon of a story to be like, yeah, he married a woman and then ran off with their sister or whatever. I'm like, I don't know, like you know, it's like that's not that far fetched. I'm like, they're around each other, you know, they they probably hit it off and became good friends and shit like that, you know. So, you know, that's not that weird, but it is kind of weird to the identical twin. You're like, because if you meet identical twins or even just twins in general, they have this weird twin power thing, you know, you know, I know I have family. I have a bunch of twins in my family. So I'm going to probably have a, probably going to, I could see myself having twins. And if I'm going to have twins, they better be a boy and a girl. So we can name them Luke and Leia. That's the only real, that's the only real good name for like fraternal different gendered twins, you know, it's like the only real answer you can go with. Uh, but that's not too identical. It's, it's weird. It's the identical twin. You're like, cause like, I don't know. Cause like you have like muscle memory, you know, when you're going like down on women and stuff like that. And women always complain like when they hook up with a new guy for the first time, like the guy, you know, and this isn't like something men should be shamed for, but, uh, they're doing moves that their past lady really liked. And so for the new lady who, Probably doesn't hate it, but knows exactly what makes another chick, you know, squirt, you know, <laughs> shit like that. Makes them uncomfortable. Well, how does that work with twins, you know? You're just like, well, that's how my sister comes. <laughs> you know, and shit like that. That's like, that's just, that has to be rough. Um, let's move on. Found out at 48, I had a twin sister. Her daughter found me on social media. I had no idea she existed. All right, there is also no backstory. That's like the... Did you just, no, that's not the plot of Sister, Sister. Could you imagine just having a twin out there, you know? Like, and I, do they say identical? A twin sister, okay. Like, it's not that, like, people find out they have secret, like, long-lost siblings all the time, you know? Guess what? They're always half-siblings. I'm gonna, just gonna, it's always just a mutual parent, usually the dad, because, like, most nice thing about being a guy is you can get multiple women pregnant, and none of them all have to know each other, you know? It's it's convenient. Uh, but yeah, that sounds like 48, though? Well, you know, that's something... That's something weird that should be addressed early on, because it's like, it pro- I'm going to make an assumption you were probably adopted. Okay, that's going to be the assumption I'm making, is that you're adopted. And in this adoption, they only wanted one kid, they didn't want two kids, you know? That's the problem with adopt. If you, like I said, people, if you're adopting kids, you're going to adopt kids. And if they have siblings, you got to adopt the siblings too, okay? can't just be like, I just want one of them, you know? That's, just, that's too weird. You got you to gotta give all of them. So, and this one seems simple. It was just twins, you know? You're like, it's one more. One, 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 if it's like, like three siblings, like, okay. Have you ever seen the movie, like, Instant Family? I only watched it because Tommy Buns, Tom Segura was in it. But it's a good movie. Like it's a family, but instead of they ended up adopting, it's like a teenage girl, and then they have two littler kids and shit like that, you know. And so they're like, we don't really want to be separated. And it's like, okay, you know, they, they you know, it's a fun movie. But anyways, though, the twin, the a twin. It's weird. It's not like, hey, my dad just fucked a lot of chicks. It's like, yeah, my fu- my dad fucked one chick really well. <laughs> I have a sister. <laughs> Who's my twin? 
Uh, I watched the first season of uh, Superman and Lois. I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think I'm gonna continue it. I finished the first season. A lot of drama. A lot of drama that I'm not interested in watching. Uh, and it's like Superman has twin sons, and one clearly seems older than the other. You know, just one just clearly. I mean, he just feels like the older brother. You know, I don't know. I don't know. You know. Uh, Oh, God. Like, finding out you have a twin has to be the weirdest fucking shit. Especially if they're identical. I think being identi- being an identical twin is pretty rare. And I even have friends who... Look, I have, I have cousins that are twins. And they look... And I don't know, like, what counts as an identical twin. Because they look like twins. Like, if you saw them both staying next to each other, like, yeah, those are twins. But then at the same time, you can tell them apart, you know? Usually you can tell twins apart. Like, usually they have different personalities, you know, and they always have some weird thing about their looks, too. So I'm, I'm curious about that, like, you know, and I don't even know if they're my cousins. The ones I'm thinking of even count as identical. I don't know. Questions for heaven, if that's even a place. Uh, my great-uncle was a gateway driver for a couple of bank jobs back in the 50s. He got caught and did time, but after his release, he still drove around in a Jaguar. He also bought my nan a nice new car every couple of years. That's not that crazy. That's more of like, yeah, he used to do a lot of crime, and I guess he was really good at hiding them. Like, basically what it sounds like is uh, he hid his money very well because I think guys who get into those type of professions know that, like, I think they they kind of know. Like, I don't know. I'm not a criminal. I should become a criminal. That might be a cool idea. But, like, if you're like that, you know, especially when it's like, hey, I get paid in cash a lot. And when you get paid in cash so much, I get paid in cash a lot. But I do music. And it's not a lot. (laughs) So, but, like, when you get to, like, someone who does drugs and shit like that where it's all in cash and shit like that, like, you just have, like, it's different from, like, a bank account number versus, like, all the money I have is in one room, you know, and you have to hide that shit. This guy hid his shit very well. When this dude dies, if he's dead, in the 50s, he's probably dead, dude. I don't, I don't think, I don't think a great uncle who did bank jobs in the 50s is still, is still alive today. I always feel like I'm in the 2000s, you know, where it's like, oh, the 90s weren't that long ago. Oh, the 80s were kind of long ago, you know? I'm just, I think I'm just stuck in the 2000s, dude. Uh, Anyways, though, good for that guy. Smart with, like, where he hit his money, dude. My dad used to live in a cave. All right. The the title article. Uh, He was part of a gang subculture in the 1960s slash early 70s called the Trogs. They used to squat squat in the show caves in Matlock Bath and had quite a bad reputation among the locals. People spread wild rumors about them from they have drug-fueled orgies in the woods to they do black magic rituals in the caves. In reality, they just did a lot of drugs whilst also living in a cave. Yeah, usually it's just... I'm going to tell you, a lot of things you think are suspicious is usually just drugs, dude. If you're like, that place kind of looks a little scary, and you're like, I don't even know what happens in that house, like, it's just drugs. You know, like, you meet the chicks who are like, I'm a witch, and I'm going to do a spell, but, like, being a witch, that, that shit's not real. I'm going to say, there's probably good belief points in Wiccan, being, like, a Wiccan. You know, I don't even think that's, you know, that's, that feels like a whole different thing. It's like, yeah, I have all these, like, 
things in my cabinets. I'm gonna cast a spell on you. I'm like, if someone saw me, yeah, go ahead. Actually, if any if any witches or wizards or whatever you want to call yourself want to fucking go at me, bro, uh, feel free to. You cast a spell on me right now. My life's, you know, you can't make it. Actually, you could make it worse. I'm not gonna tell you how you can make it worse. Try me, bro. Um, I was like, he used to live in the cave, so. They used to squat in the cave. So squatting is not that thing that's really uncomfortable if you're fat. Squat, <laughs> squatting, uh, I want to say, is like living somewhere you're not supposed... I don't even know, understand the rules of squatting. It's just like, well, I'm squatting here. It's like, well, a cop here with a gun is telling you to get out, and he's going to shoot you if you don't get out. I'm like, well... Anyways, though, um, is living in a cave that bad? How bad is living in the cave, dude? Because if, like, if it wasn't for, like... Any weird-ass animal type of creature type of thing that could come out and touch me in a weird way or look at me in a weird way. I recently saw a video of, like, a guy living in, like, Russia, probably somewhere where it snows every day, all the time, and, like, a polar bear broke down his window and looked in the window to look at the guy, and he was like, Lee, and he was saying something in Russian. The bear wasn't getting in, though, dude. I wasn't worried about the bear getting in, but, uh, just kind of weird, you know? You know, it's weird. Like, I remember I put, I lived in an apartment, and I put, like, trash on our little front little porch area thing. And I was like, there we go. Now we won't have trash in our home because the garbage can was on the opposite side of the apartment complex. And it was a long walk. Uh, and then raccoons were coming up. I'm like, I guess we can't do that anymore. I don't know where I'm going with this. We're going to move on. Number seven, my granddad died maybe 15 years ago. Now, uh, we knew he was adopted, but that was about it. He had no idea about his birth family or any of that. Not long after his death, the family was contracted by someone claiming to be his birth brother who tracked him down. Uh, we thought it was phony. When he saw pictures of the guy, the resemblance was uncanny. He really wanted to meet his brother, but he was unaware he was a week late as my grandfather had just died. Oh, that's sad. We're going to forget about that sad part at the end because that's a bummer. Um, and they actually do show the photo for the the fun people watching the show. Um, oh, yeah, they're definitely brothers. <laughs> Those guys are... They look more related than me and my actual family. I don't look like... I look like my mom a little bit, and uh, no one else in my family. You know, I don't look like anyone else in my family. It's like, you know, family members are having babies, and you're just like, do they look like anyone in our family tree? And it's like, yeah, they look like them, they look like them, you know. No one looks like me. I don't know why... We're not having fucking babies that look like fucking me. Um, But like, oh yeah, they're siblings with the same. They're clearly, their dad has some fucking prominent genes right there, dude. Uh, But yeah, um, yeah, that's always the thing though. I've been thinking about like though, like I think Keanu Reeves, I think I read about, was in some like dispute about how like a woman claimed she was pregnant with his child. And, like, I don't know, like, because, like, I feel like those cases are pretty f- open and dry. You know, it's like, she claims that this is your child. Like, okay, let's do a paternity test, because I know that's not my child. Do the paternity test. Hey, it's not your child. Like, I don't know, you know, we have the technology, and we're advanced in science enough to be like, you can't really use that as, ex- as an excuse anymore. Like, and I honestly think, though, like, let's be honest with you. Like, 
I know couples who trust each other and everything like that. I understand. I I kind of feel they should just do a paternity test at the hospital. Like, they should just do that shit no matter what, you know? Like, they should just continue to do it. You know? Just just do it because, because you know, it's like, well, you know, like, you know, you're the father, and you're like, you're a father, and you're holding your baby, and then just the doctor comes in. Well, we got some test results back. It looks like it is your child, so that's really good. You know, I feel like it's good. I think that's a, that's a good legal precedent, you know, because, like, I, th- I feel like some women, not all women, you know, we, have, we can't say all women, but some women are really taking advantage of the uh, child support system, I'm saying, you know, like, this is a good way to, you know, deal with it, you know. If you come as someone, you know, it's a little bit of your fault. Sometimes, you know, sometimes, I don't know. I don't know, if you're, if you're in the Christian sect I want to take down, you're like, yeah, pregnancy is, you know, punishment for, for sex. You know, like, shut up. Let's move on. My great-grandma, who was long dead, got my nan's birth certificate redone slash falsified three times for undisclosed reasons. No one knows why, nor do we know what, what my nan's original name was, if she had one, or when my nan was born. I'm going to break something to you. Your nan is a criminal. I don't know what criminal activity she does, but she does criminal activity. How do I know? Because my dad died, and I've been thinking about and I've had weird, intrusive thoughts where, like, take his identity. Do some criminal shit. I'm like, no, don't do that. That's weird. Don't do that. Okay? Don't, don't do criminal shit. That's weird. Um, yeah, that sounds, that's not that exciting. Sorry. When I was 21, or so I thought, I was told I was actually 19, and that that what I believed to be my name wasn't actually my name. It explains a lot of my experience growing up. Yeah, I have to imagine that, like, yeah, some people don't know their actual age. I, I feel like I'm older than I actually am. I've been feeling, you know, I don't feel like my mom's lying to me about that shit. They're... Luckily, I had squares for parents, and uh, I don't think they would lie about that. I don't think my dad needed to take a maternity test or whatever, you know, in that situation. But, like, yeah, if you're, yeah, that's, like, a two-year difference. There's a weird story. There's a weird story, first of all, that you're not telling us that that happened here. And uh, I'm a little curious. Well, I'm a little curious. That one of my ancestors has become a Jack the Ripper suspect. Yeah. That's not that surprising, you know? It's probably multiple sides. I mean, did we actually... I always hear, like, different rumors on that, but... Did they ever catch... Who's the, the Zodiac Killer? Did they ever catch it? Um, I kind of I kind of have a hunch that the Zodiac Killer right now... They're either dead... Or they went to prison for something else, maybe? Because, I don't know, criminals seem to... If you're a criminal, you seem to do criminal stuff a lot, you know? You know, it's just the life you chose, you know? Crazy, crazy fucking shit. Uh, Number 11, my maternal great-grandmother owned and ran a guest house in a fishing port that my granddad grew up in. A few weeks before he died, he told me, amongst other things, that it was actually been a popular brothel. Yeah, I, I guess brothel. When I, when I, when I heard guest house, I was like, that's a brothel, you know. So, which also has me questioning, like, you know, because so when you hear the word bathhouse, 
well, the first thing that comes to my mind, and I guess with how I've always grown up, it's been what a bathhouse is, is like, oh, that's where people go to have gay sex, you know? It's specifically, like, it's not for straight couples. It's usually just men fucking other men's, you know? I'm not, I guess we can't say that all of them are straight or gay, whatever, they just want to fuck a dude. Um, I was like, did, I was thinking like, wait a minute, you can't just start a business being like, hey, we're going to open a business. Oh, what do you want to do with this business? Oh, just give a, just give a warm, welcoming place for gay dudes to fuck each other. You know, like, okay, no, we're not going to open that shit up. Uh, you know, so, okay, how about guys can come in and take a shower? Is that what, isn't that what, that's what it sounds like a bathhouse is for. So always wanna, always been curious. Anyways, though, brothels are cool, you know. You know, save a horse, ride a cowboy. I don't know. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. Is that a thing? We discovered shortly before her death that my Nana worked with Alan Turing on some Enigma code breaking during the war. She didn't have a particularly influent role in the actual code breaking itself. She mainly worked on intercepting the Enigma codes and passing them on to Turing and his team. But yeah, she knew him and worked directly alongside him on a daily basis. Um, is Alan Turing, if I'm right, is that the guy? Because there was like some weird Morse code thing that the British intercepted from the Germans during World War II. My history is correct. They got a code. And uh, it was a big L for the Germans, I'm going to tell you. The, a big L. Uh, the Brits, the Brits really were not happy with Germany. Like, Germany didn't really have much of, like, they didn't really make it to the United States in regards to their little empire thing they were trying to make, but uh, uh, they made it pretty close to the Brits, and they, they got pretty close to the Brits, so I have to imagine, the it's weird how, like, as an American, I grew up, like, we hate the Nazis, but we don't really hate the Japanese anymore, you know? That's a, that's a, that is a very interesting thing with how, like, now we're like, draw us cartoons we can jerk off to Japan, and it used to be, we're gonna, we're gonna bomb the shit out of you to make us cartoons we can jerk off to. <laughs> That's Japan right there. Uh, cool stuff. Cool, cool guy. Yeah, it's always weird because if you have a family member who does top secret stuff, like I have a friend, I get, he's worked jobs. It was for, uh, basically it was for, it was basically for the United States. I don't, I don't want to say the military, but like, I think it's, in regards to central intelligence type of stuff. And, like, he's like, yeah, you can't even tell people I do that. I'm like, all right, I won't, I won't tell people on my podcast and <laughs> shit like that, you know? Uh, my mom, I wonder what country you're from, uh, dated a serial killer before he was known to be one. She didn't tell me about this until a few years ago when the man in question was being mentioned in the news again. I'm going to make a wild guess. Ted Bundy. Okay? It's, it's probably Ted Bundy. I've actually heard multiple stories of women who did not get murdered by Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy, but, like, have went on dates with Ted Bundy and, like, had very close calls with being murdered by him. It's not that uncommon of a story. I'm like, dude went out to fuck, and when... Most dudes go out to fuck. They just find a, try to get consensual sex with a woman. When Ted Bundy did that, he m- murdered and raped them. So uh, I'm making a wild guess. And it's Joe Goldberg. 
also with a picture too if you're listening. So uh, clearly, it's probably Ted Bundy. Like it's clearly Ted Bundy, good looking guy, but also kills has killed a lot of people. Like that's that you know those two are like very similar in a very unique way. Um, I heard an answer phone message while my parents were away, letting Mum know that Taff has passed away in the night. I'd never heard of a Taff, and I thought I knew most of my mum's friends. Turns out Mum had a half-brother who I had never met or been told about. Gonna let you know something. They were probably not close. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, all my close friends, I've met their kids. At least, I've, I've met them once, you know? Uh, you know, but it's weird because you don't live next n- near them, so a lot of times it's just kind of like, like, a lot of, like, my mom's, all my mom's friends from when I was, like, a little kid, like, you remember me? I always tell them, yeah, I remember them. Uh, because I'm like, I'm not gonna have you explain how we know each other. It, that's just a sad situation. I just tell them that, but, like, you know, I have a friend, and I haven't seen him in a while, and if I end up do seeing him again, like, it's not that unlikely to see him again. Uh, if I end up seeing his, he has three kids now, but I've only met the oldest son when he was a baby, and I, I'm not gonna be like, you remember me? Like, he doesn't remember you, dude. Like, I have one, I have some friends' kids who were, like, kid was, like, two, but he loved me and shit like that. Some kids were, like, just loved me. You're like that, and I asked them, do you still remember me? And they're like, yeah, I remember you, you know? Some of them don't, you know? It's okay. It's okay if, you know, it's, you know, if you met a kid once, don't expect them to fucking remember you, dude. It's okay. Uh, that my parents had divorced, I only found out after my mom died, I was already in grief. And to state the obvious, I was in utter shock when I found out after the delving through various legal documents. Huh. Curious how long they've been divorced for. Yeah, I knew a guy who he said that uh, when his dad died that, like, his mom and dad were already kind of splitting up. And uh, I guess when it comes to, like, your will to live, you know, it doesn't help. You know, it was, it, that's a very sad story. We don't have to go through that right here on this podcast. Um that's very sad. Very sad. Okay, people, make something that's exciting. Found out that when my dad met his ex-wife, she was already pregnant, so I'm not actually related to my half-sister. Yeah, that's some... Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, probably I could still consider yourself siblings. Uh, when we get to the end of that, I'm going to tell my weird... A weird family thing. And, uh... Yeah... It's not too bad. But, you're like, you're still sisters. Like, don't don't underestimate. Like, we're not really sisters. I'm like, you're still sisters, dude. Like, you know, half of your family is by choice slash related, being related to you slash, like, convenience, you know. <laughs> Some of it's convenience, dude. Uh, I recently found out that my late mother sold my original Air Jordans from 1985 for $28,000 a few years ago. I kept asking her why she... While she was alive to let me have my shoes, but she (laughs) insisted that I would do something stupid like selling them. That explains the 2015 Mercedes she drove until her death. Dude, your fucking mom is very smart. Like, I respect for your mom. You're upset about it, but at the same time, I do have to say at the same time, you know, like, my mom just throws away my shit, you know? And it's like, you know, that was like thousands of, you know, we've had some toys from the 90s that have been worth like thousands of dollars. I still think we have, I still think I have like the original Woody and Buzz that came out 
with the original Toy Story movies, and uh, they're in a condition. So, <laughs> and so like that. But like you know, you heard like my mom sold it versus like giving it away or throwing it out. I'm glad your mom actually like sold it and made some money off of it because that would make me feel better versus just like oh she just threw it away. You know, I'm like, come on, dude, and this stuff is so cool. You have a, you have a, you have the size, you have a house size that'll work for this shit, you know? Like, half the time, like, having junk is, like, do you live in a space or have money to pay for another space to be able to keep all this shit in? And, you know, that's the real question. Hoarding is really just, like, it's, like, you have more stuff than your house can handle. That's what hoarding is. Like, that's what hoarding really is, you know? Like, you know, you meet some guys who are like, yeah, I, have the, I built this, like, little garage in the backyard type of thing, and it just keeps all my fucking junk in there, you know? I just like having junk, you know? But then my wife doesn't like having it in the house, which is understandable, so we have to move forward from there. My granddad planned to rob a bank with his mates, but when they climbed up onto the roof, the police were already there waiting for them. Question. How far along into this bank robbery until you're actually, like, did something wrong? Because if the cops were already there, it's just like... And that's a question I do have with, like, uh, to catch a predator or two. Now, those guys are not good guys. I'm aware of that, and I will continue to believe that. However, though, they were catfishing this guy into a younger girl. And sometimes those guys just very lonely... And it's like, oh my gosh, finally someone's just paying attention to me. And they go into it and they're like, hey, guess what? You're arrested, you know? But, like, they didn't do anything wrong, technically. Like, they said some gross shit to an actual adult, but they didn't technically do anything wrong. No, no, I don't want to That's the weird part, because no one wants to actually defend those guys, dude. But, you know, I mean, they, I mean, clearly, like, if a fake underage girl was hitting on them, what happens when a real one comes along, you know? It's like, it's it's crazy there. Uh, but, like, robbing the bank, like, if you just show up to the bank, but you didn't rob it yet and the police were there, you're like, me, if I saw the cops there, I'm like, well, I don't think this is going to work out today, guys. I'm just going to go home. Like, that's what I would do, and then, like, no one gets in trouble, you know? Because, like, the reward and risk is the whole point of, like, robbing a bank, right? Isn't that right, you know? And... Last one we got here. My parents were in a cult when I was a baby. Didn't find out until I was 44. They probably left before you could talk. And I kind of wish that my parents, who were in a cult, decided to not let them abuse me and shit like that. But yeah, I guess that's all we have for this. Um, I guess I should tell a story of my family. So, I think the biggest weird thing in my family, I think, would be, for the most part, on my dad's side. So, my dad was already a oopsie baby. If you know what an oopsie baby is, it's when uh, you did not plan to have a baby, which a lot of you are probably here from today. But uh, my grandparents were already at the age where it's like, so it's like my grandfather served in World War II, had two kids, and was, you know, just continuing on with life, and then my grandma was like, they were like, I think my my grandma thought she had cancer. Turns out she was just pregnant at an older age, you know? And so, you know, uh, so then my dad, you know, existed, and then he had 
and then my his older sister who was like 16 years older than him had a baby like really young or like right after 18 or whatever and so he had my dad had a nephew two years younger than him which is just so fucking weird that like i have a cousin who was like the same age my dad he's always been like more i always treated him more like an uncle instead of like a like a cousin or whatever i was calling my big cousin but anyways though so that's that was weird so like my dad just had older siblings who were just like way older than him and then and then I have a cousin. He, basically what happened was, and I didn't know that about this until I was probably like 18 or 19. Uh, what happened was, his mom, who's also kind of my cousin, had him before she met my actual cousin, who was two years younger than my dad. And so he adopted my cousin, who was just, you know, and shit like that. Uh, and so, like, I have a cousin... And, uh, who's technically not even blood related to me, but I don't know. Like I said, with like the siblings thing, like he's still my cousin, you know, like we grew up doing cousin shit together and, uh, that's all, you know, or at least I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like try to start a fucking, you're not really my cousin. Like, I'm not going to do that. Like we grew up, I didn't know it was too late when I figured it out, when I learned, you know? Cause it was, and it was also, like, a weird thing because, like, clearly my parents knew about it, you know, obviously, that he was technically adopted and, you know, and shit like that by my actual blood-related cousin. But it's, like, I didn't know until... Because they were, like, probably not going to tell our kids until, you know, like, good people. I'm not going to tell our kids until, you know, at least he knows what was going on. Because I remember one day I was talking about it, and they're like, oh, yeah, we can finally tell you this. And they told me the truth. I'm like, huh. That makes sense. But anyways, though, everyone tell me what's wrong with your families. <laughs> That's fun. Some fun shit to do. Drizzly, the ultimate convenience for all your alcohol needs, delivered right to your doorstep. Tired of making last-minute trips to the liquor store or dealing with crowded aisles and long checkout lines? With Drizzly, your favorite drinks are just a few taps away, making your alcohol shopping experience easier and more enjoyable than ever before. Drizzly brings the liquor store to you, offering an extensive selection of beer, wine, spirits, and more. Browse their vast catalog of top quality brands, local favorites, and specialty beverages, all conveniently organized on their user-friendly app or website. With Drizzly, there's no need to leave the comfort of your home. Simply choose your favorite drinks, place your order, and let their reliable delivery partners handle the rest. Whether you're hosting a party, relaxing after a long day, or simply stocking up for the weekend, Drizzly ensures that you drink your drinks are delivered promptly and securely but drizzly isn't just about convenience it's about choice discover new flavors explore unique craft brews or find the perfect bottle of wine to complement your meal with drizzly's vast selection you have the freedom to choose exactly what you want when you want it worried about the hassle of age verification drizzly has you covered their delivery partners are trained to ensure responsible alcohol delivery making sure that only those of legal drinking age receive their orders your safety and the safety of your community is their top priority Join the millions of satisfied customers who have already embraced the convenience and simplicity of Drizzly. Say goodbye to the hassle of traditional alcohol shopping and hello to the ease of having your favorite drinks delivered to your doorstep. That's not all. Using our link in the description gives you $5 off your first order, which can greatly enhance your night, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, 
Ready to elevate your drinking experience? Download the Drizzly app or visit our website today and experience the future of alcohol shopping. Cheers to a new way of enjoying your favorite drinks with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Honey, your ultimate online shopping companion that saves you time and money effortlessly. Are you tired of endlessly searching for coupon codes or missing out on the best deals when shopping online? Say goodbye to those frustrations and hello to Honey, the free browser extension that revolutionizes your online shopping experience. Honey is your personal shopping assistant that automatically finds and applies the best coupon codes at checkout, helping you save money with just a few clicks. No more wasted time scouring the internet for discounts. Honey does the work for you, ensuring you never miss out on a great deal again. But Honey doesn't stop at coupon codes. It goes the extra mile to ensure you get the best price possible. With Honey's innovative price history feature, you can track the price changes of your favorite products over time. This means you'll always know if you're getting the best deal or if it's better to wait for a price drop. And the best part, Honey works seamlessly with over 30,000 online retailers, including popular brands across fashion, tech, home goods, and more. Whether you're shopping for a new wardrobe, upgrading your electronics, or sprucing up your living space, Honey has your back, ensuring you get the best value for your money. Worried about privacy and security? Rest assured, Honey is committed to protecting your personal information. They never sell or share your data, and their browser extension is designed with top-notch security measures to keep your online shopping experience safe and secure. Join the millions of satisfied users like me who have already saved millions of dollars with Honey. Download the Honey browser extension today and unlock a world of savings every time you shop online. Don't miss out on an incredible deal and the chance to save money effortlessly. Experience the power of Honey and take your online shopping to a whole new level. Honey, the sweetest way to shop online. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. So it's time for Oh Knower Table, the part of the podcast where I just answer questions and uh, you take those advice to heart and make sure that it changes your own life in a very unique and cool way. All right, first question we got here. Um... <clears throat> My boyfriend stole my toy to use on himself and hid it from me. Alright. So, my boyfriend of two years stole my dildo to use on himself rectally and then hid it in our bathroom. I had no idea he did this, but found out yesterday night that he had been doing this for months, apparently. I had been wondering why he smelled like an actual butt randomly. And it's because he does this in the bathtub with bath water in it. So he just likes so soaks in it. And it smells so, so, so awful. No matter how much he showers afterwards, I don't know something about the whole situation. Makes me feel absolutely disgusted. What am I even supposed to do here? Also, how do you get that smell to go away afterwards if he continues to do this? Because I cannot stand it. He tried having sex a couple of nights ago, and I had to stop him because he just smelled so bad. I can't even bring myself to look at him right now. I find it so weird he stole my stuff instead of buying his own, then hid it in our bathroom cabinet, hoping I'd never find out. He took it only, He took my only toy, I guess. Anyways, any advice is appreciated, and like any of it. Okay. Uh, okay, um, sorry, I'm gonna have to, like, catch my breath for a second to, I need to try to process the situation that's going on here real quick. Okay, so, I'm actually, you know, I saw the title of this question, and I thought I had an answer to your question, and you're the, 
the explanation smells so much fucking worth. Uh, okay. So, I'm just... I'm never really done butt stuff, I guess, you know? And, uh... I've never really had a finger in there either, you know? I need to meet... If you're a cool chick who does that, please direct message me on Instagram, at the Shweezy. Um, but the fact that he's smelling like his own ass, smelling like shit, is what I assume you were trying to say. You have one toy. You have one toy. And this motherfucker shoved it up his ass. And stole it from you and shoved it up his ass. This dude, I don't think this is breakup material. I don't know. It seems like you need to have a conversation. Um... Because of this, it doesn't matter. I'm trying to process the he smells like poop. I'm trying to process that shit. Uh, figuratively, the next pun there. Um, so, in reality, it sounds like. So, what am I supposed to say, dude, about the poop thing? I mean, I don't know, like, when, you know, you know, like, after a night's sleep and you're, you know, you smell your balls, like, my balls smell gross, I don't know, I just, I'm just a really sweaty guy, and so, sweat really just, whatever, whatever kind of sweat makes you smell, as I have it all, so, like, my balls smell disgusting, and, like, I can't imagine me just, like, if I haven't showered, you know, in like a day or whatever, like, I would never tell a woman to suck my balls, because I just like pull up my pants or whatever, and just, and they take a nice sniff, and you're like, ugh, you know, I wash my balls very well, I have to wash my balls well, I think, and it's just sweaty, so I'm like, how are you doing this with that, so, here's the thing, my nose is stuffy, I've been drinking, um, the best thing I can really tell you in this situation is, um, I think that toy should be his now. I'm just going to say that. Uh, so, make that toy his. He just gets to have it now. Um, questioning, I'm questioning what the toy is. The butt's not a huge thing. Why are guys, it's always guys who are the ones, like, they're the ones who are, like, the business for these giant-ass dildos. Because you see some of them, and, like, they're either for gay men or men who like to shove things in their ass and porn stars. Like, real women aren't doing that. Like, if a woman buys a dildo and you think it's too big, uh, remember that she has to put her hand on it, too. And, you know, like, think that, like... Because, I don't know, I see, I see a giant-ass dick, and I'm like, that has to hurt. And, but for guys, it's just like, I like this feeling. Um, so, basically, I, the best advice I can give you is... Um, Either a buy a new toy yourself, or I think I, I think realistically, he should be the one buying you a new toy. You know, like, hey, you've kind of ruined this thing, my one toy, with your fucking dirty ass. So I'm gonna say that you have to buy me a new one. And you've been dating for two years, so he should be like, okay, and he buys you a new one. Or buys two of the same thing, so he can use it on himself. One of the two, 
is good, but um, yeah, it's like that. It was like a vibrator thing, you know. Like some chicks, you know, it's like they need like a vibrator there to get off, you know. It's like you keep doing you, but like there has to be like he has to be like sitting in like a fucking lazy boy with a fucking sizzle feature, you know. Surprised that's not more popular with women. That is a weird thing. It's not okay. Um, but anyways, though, um, tell him he has to buy you a new toy. She like that. And also, maybe go really aggressive during your sexy time in his ass. And if you're aggressive enough, maybe he'll stop. Because the the way to get a man to not shove your dildos in his ass is to ruin it for him. Ladies, that's, that's the answer here. God damn, dude. I don't know, even then, I don't want to shove something up. Like, that's the thing with butt stuff, though, for me, it's like... I would, if it's going to happen, I need a woman involved. Like, a woman, I'm not going to do it by myself, like, you know? Because it's, like, even, like, a hand job, you know, it, it sucks with another, you know, if a, women are terrible at hand jobs, and that makes sense. But also, at the same time, it's, like, it's not the worst feeling to have someone else's hand, you know, there, you know? All right, we're going to move on. Why do men prefer sex without condoms? I know not all men prefer to have sex without condoms, but I've heard many times that many prefer it because it allows them to enjoy the sexual experience. I do not have a penis and never will. Don't don't count yourself out yet. You might get one eventually. Uh, but I'm really intrigued by this idea for context. I'm asking because I'm a lesbian woman and don't have any close male friends or relatives I can have this conversation with. Okay, so... Yeah, so all the, I think the answer is, so, like, the idea of the condom is to, like, be a little net to catch the sperm, so, like, none of that shit gets into a vagina at all. Like, that's the whole purpose. It's just a giant-ass net, so like that. But however, though, like, we, you have to build it so it's, like, still usable during sexy time. So, like, yeah, it's just kind of like a cover all of it, and so all the nerve endings don't really work as well, you know, and sometimes it's a little too tight, you know, and sometimes it's not, and something like that, like, you know, and yeah, so they make condoms and, so I know they make like magnums and shit like that, you know, but like every, every guy's dick is a different size, and so, you know, like, huh, these condoms are a little too, a lot of, if you're, if you're a thick boy, then like it'll be a little too tight, you know, and stuff like that, and so it chokes, and then, some guy can't even, like, finish with a condom in, you know? Um, you know, and I'm not saying that, like, this is an excuse or anything, but I'm just going to, like, tell the truth. My condoms fucking suck, dude. Um, it's just basically, it's basically, like, male birth control. What do we have? We have uh, wrapping it, you know, putting on, like, a very tight plastic thing, over it and like squeezing in and shit like that. That's not comfortable. Or the other option is uh, getting some lines clipped in your body that's not permanent, but it's kind of is. But you know, shit like that. And so, like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, and then we also have to think that, like, we're animals. Like, we're not like animals, but we're animals. That makes sense. I hope that makes sense to you. And so it's like, this isn't a natural thing to do. The idea of casual sex versus, like, ranked sex, you know, obviously. But, like, casual sex, um, 
that's not really a thing animals need to be doing. Like, really, the idea of sex is supposed to be for procreation. That's really all it really should be for. But, like, guys are like, I need to fuck everything, you know? And the idea is, like, that means that a man's going to reproduce and stuff like that. You know, if you think about it from, like, an animal level, it makes sense. But humans are a little too intelligent at this point to... To realize that, so uh, condoms, they're not comfortable, they work, but they're not comfortable, and it's not as enjoyable for both parties, you know? And that's the answer. I'm gonna, like, blow my nose real quick. There we go. All clean. Um, how do I change my personality to become more attractive to men? I've struggled in dating for years, facing disappointment, ghosting, and doubts about my worth. Uh, OLD, this is the dating app called Old, took a toll on my self-esteem. Worsened by a traumatic experience with somebody I met on Tinder, I've started to accept my body, but I've taken a break from dating apps. Recently, I met a guy at the gym, and we seemed to connect. However, he only wanted to hang out at night, constantly pushing for sex, I ended things feeling deceived. It's left me bitter and questioning what part of myself pushes men away. I'm introverted and worrying. I'm boring. Can I become a bubbly and fun girl? Should I fake it? Now, now there is something we can say here because I would I never want to say I never want to be the one to say like change your personality for someone to love it cuz I'm not going to do that. And, you know, I I don't like to be the guy who uh when I say, yeah, you should do this, when I say, like, you should do something, I say, you should actually do something. And I probably need to do it, too. You know, that's usually how I want to say things. So I don't want to say change your personality, but I do want to, like, talk about oh, oh, old or OLD. It's a new dating app that I learned, and I hate, I hate this, I hate everything about this. Uh, because it's a dating app designed for people over 30. Now, I just turned 30, and so I don't feel like, I don't feel cool with it. So, if I'm going to be on another dating app, it's going to be Raya, okay, folks? You're going to see me. If you're on Raya, you're going to see me around. That's the only other dating app I'm going to do, okay? I'm just going to fuck famous people or try to fuck famous people. Uh, but, yeah, so I want to say this. I've recently really come to realize about dating apps in general is it's just a beauty contest. And uh, the thing with beauty contests is you don't want men there. So that's why I'm kind of just over dating apps for the most part. And I think, you know, as someone who's not prolifically experienced in, like, figuring out getting a boyfriend who doesn't just want to fuck you all the time, first of all, i got to realize that boys are just going to want to fuck you all the time. And that's the problem, is every boy you meet, also like asexual or some random ass bullshit, all men, are ladies, are just going to want to fuck you all the time. So you got to realize that. The trick is to find that man who wants to fuck you all the time, who respects you, who loves you, who treats you well, you know, and stuff like that. Because those guys exist. We all are going to try to fuck you, but... Some of us are going to treat you well in the process. <laughs> and you need to find that guy who's going to treat you well in the process as well. Um, should you change your personality? And, like, that, here's the thing with how you phrased this question and shit like that. You didn't tell me about your personality. You said you're, you should become bubbly and fun girl. 
Uh, should you fake it? I don't know. I mean, sometimes maybe you fake it, you know, but that's, but the thing is, like, you're, this is coming from a guy, and it's like, oh, should I change my personality to get laid? And I'm like, yeah, do that, because, like, that'll work. Uh, but as a woman who's not looking to get laid, they're looking for, like, a relationship, no, you definitely don't want that. You want a guy who's going to enjoy your company for the most part. Like, I have, I know guys who have wives who are not enjoyable company, and I don't know why they're with them, because for the most part, all I can really say is that they're probably with you, they're probably with them because they're desperate and lonely. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't sound like you're desperate and lonely. So you gotta realize, are you desperate and lonely? Then you gotta settle. That's the answer, you just gotta settle. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, um, best thing I can say is don't change your personality, but if your personality kind of sucks, change your personality to something you probably actually like, you know? Uh, because if you have a bad personality, like, you're not gonna get laid, so like that, and, uh, I want, I do want to say, like, loosen up a little bit, too, and have sex, find a guy that'll treat you good, but also just wants to fuck you all the time, because that's gonna be the best answer, uh, the best, the best man ladies that you think you want, that you're, like, trying to figure out personality is, like, oh, he's really, he really wants to be there for me, and he really wants to love me, but he also wants to fuck me all the time, like, that sounds like perfect marriage right there, so like that, you should continue to do that, you know? I have no idea how people who have a tiny belly are able to just keep it. I'm 27, I exercise, do squats, push-ups, the only thing I'll eat in a day, chicken and rice, somehow I still have man boobs and a fucking belly. It's starting to drive me insane. The only thing I haven't tried yet is making myself puke, which I really hope I won't have to go there. Alright, so... Alright, so you're a fella. I'm glad I, glad I know you're a fella, because, like, weight loss for men and women are different, because for women it's like... Don't start, because you're like, hey, you know how you've you've been puking and not eating anything all the time? Don't do that. Like, I can't I can't talk to that. I'm, I'm on the other side. I'm on the I'm on the side of like I eat too much eating disorder, not the other side. Uh, I'm on the bad side of eating disorder. It's not the side. It's like oh, I'm so sorry for you, kind of eating disorder. Um, so yeah, chicken and rice every day. Um, really, I want to tell you. Um. Take an interest in nutrition. Start doing uh, nutrition-type classes or take a nutrition-type anything, you know. Because you really need to understand nutrition. Because chicken and rice, I mean, eat chicken and rice every day, but, like, you know, you think that's, like, healthy because a lot of bodybuilders eat that shit every day. It's like you got carbs for energy, and then you got the chicken for the protein, it's not like that. You think that works, but, like, that's only really good for bodybuilding. Like, like I said, you said you had man boobs and a belly. Uh, same here. Uh, I'm a fluctuator, so I can tell you the best way, f basically what you want to do is lose fat. Uh, chicken and rice is definitely kind of a meal plan that you would get for someone who needs to build muscle. It's protein, you got the carbs to give you energy to build the muscle. So... That's that. I do want to say keto. I, I'm a big keto guy. Uh, I don't follow it all the time, but I'm like, I'm gonna, I need to drop some pounds. I'm going to do keto, so then I do keto. Uh, and especially something similar to that. And keto does work, but it's also very hard to maintain, so a lot of people stop and then gain the weight back. So you got the fluctuators. That's, that's, that's me. Um, 
So yeah, your exercise routine is probably good. I would probably say uh, fine-tune your diet. Because if you fine-tune your diet, you can really start really counting calories and stuff like that. You can really start doing that. And also say losing – if you need to lose fat, keto is what – keto is really the best option. It's like I need to lose body fat, keto – I mean like keto is really the best option for that. It's not a necessarily a diet that you can always maintain. Some people do. Some people don't. But like that's the answer to really losing body fat is keto because usually what's wrong with my body is just I have extra body fat and it's really just slugging me down and making me feel like shit. Uh, so like keto always works for me. But at the same time, I do also want to say if you're looking at bodybuilders and people like that who are just ripped all the time, you you really need to remember social media doesn't do this. The world does not do a good job of reminding you of this. But if you really want to be those six pack guys that are always like in really looking really good all the time, that's their life. Like it's part of their lifestyle to do that. Like every day they're at their gym, every day they have to worry about their diet. Like they can't eat sweets ever. Like, and really they like cheat meals, but like it's like a lifestyle. Like your whole life is like revolving around you making sure you look good all the time. And it's hard. So uh, just remember that. I'm going to blow my nose one more time. Over here. All right. Advice for seeing two girls at once. Uh, a few months ago, I started dating two girls. The 20-year-old is loyal, frugal, and hardworking, but can be clean. The 23-year-old is attractive and spiritually connected, but comes from wealth and may judge inexpensive things. My roommate suggests a main chick, side chick setup, but I'm realizing I don't want to spend so much money on dates for both. Any advice would be appreciated. Now, the the first thing I would say is, uh, you're dating one chick who's from money. Make her, you know, you know, see her at family things, you know. See her at family events. Like, I don't know. Like, from a rich family, they're going to pay for everything. So you got to think about it like that. Um... So you got a 20 and a 23-year-old. 20-year-old is loyal, frugal, hardworking, and can be clingy. All right, so I'm thinking about the clingy part, but that first girl. How bad is the clingy part, you know? Uh, you know, she's 20, so sometimes when you're young, you don't understand boundaries because you grew up a certain way, and other people grew up another certain way, and so boundaries are really different. So if you can understand boundaries, that would, you know, the clingy part of it, and boundaries and shit like that, that's going to fix that problem perfectly. Uh, now, the rich one, uh, now, doing poor shit and trash shit, like I like to do, and you're listening to this show, so I guarantee you're probably into trash. Um, that can be hard. You got to hide that shit a lot. Uh, but, like, doing wealthy people shit, you know, can is sometimes really fucking annoying to do. Stuff like that. And then she's like, oh, that's so cheap. Why would you like it, you know? Why are you wearing Crocs? I'm like, that sounds very personal to me, bro. And stuff like that. So, sounds like you got two chicks. Um, In my mind, I want to say, you know, coast a little bit. Just see if one just stops. Because cause in my mind, I'm thinking like, oh, you got two chicks on your side? That's awesome, man. But, uh... 
to me, I feel like I would just be like, all right, I'm just going to sit in the car, just drive, you know. Uh, that's what I would say to do, you know. And then eventually one of them's going to stop. The pro- I mean, One of them's going to stop, and you don't know which one it is, and you just got to live with that, whatever happens. Uh, unless they both find... That's the problem is they both find out about each other. Have you met their parents yet? The problem... Once you meet someone's parents, you know, that's when it really gets bad, so... Uh, I'd say, you know, what's going on with the parent setup? Um, anyways, though, the rich, it, it, and you're in a situation, a good one, you know, a good a good woman who's not rich but can be clean versus a rich chick can be kind of a bitch. But she's also rich. That's the problem. Dude, That that's a question. Dude, I'm kind of questioning you here. I'm like trying to think it out here. For you, I'm thinking out loud right now. I would say keep doing both until you find the factor that's gonna eliminate one from the other. Like, I can't do this anymore, and then you have to switch to the other one. But, like, that's the thing, though. You're gonna have to make sure you're 100% on when you make the, the change, you know? Uh, because you're like, I'm gonna go with the, the nice one. You're like... The nice one is white material. They're both white material. I don't know, man. I think it depends on what you want out of life. Do you want someone who loves you, or do you want someone who is rich? I think that's going to be the real answer there. So that's what you should decide. Uh, Why do people see high school as the finale when there's college and university? I really hope you're from another fucking country. Why is there college and university? And, like, in the States, we call it college. But, like, the name of the college is a university. You know, it's weird. Like, yeah, me and my friend, we met at university. I'm like, um... In America, we say, we met in college. You know? Uh... I see people saying, OMG, after high school, it's done. Oh, it's your final teacher ever. Oh, we won't see anyone ever again. It's your final year to enjoy things where there's no, where there's college uni that gives us events and fall football and football games. Not only that, but some say, yeah, but you'll lose your friends. But when you transfer elementary to middle school, middle to high school, there's always going to be people moving there somewhere else and new kids coming, blah, 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 blah. Some kids in your high school are still going to your college, university. They're going to be teachers too. So yeah, um... These are said, I mean, like, obviously, if you've had, like, a teacher in high school for four years, at least, four, three years, maybe even two, like, it's going to be like, oh, my God, I'm never going to have class with you again. Oh, my God. But but if it's like, oh, the best days of my life are over, like, shut the fuck up. I mean, enjoy high school. I don't want to tell anyone to, like, not enjoy high school, but... The sentiment that, like, the best days of your lives are over. I'm like, no. Like, you should try to make college better than high school. Because the nice thing about college is everyone at that college chose to be at that college. And so those friends are like, we all chose to be here. Let's be friends. Versus, like, when you're in high school, it's like, our parents decided to live here and work around here, so I guess we need to be friends, and that's not always the best case. I think when someone chooses to be in another location and then decides to be your friend, I think it's a little bit easier than 
well, you're what's convenient. Let's just go for what's convenient and shit like that. But, uh, but yeah, no, um, yeah, um, I want to say high school is the finale. I think, uh, a lot of people probably didn't go to college slash finish college. A lot of people peaked in high school is probably another thing why they say like high school is the best time of our lives. Look, I didn't even get invited to my 10 year high school reunion. So, you know, like if you want to like know like how important high school was, I'm like that's how important high school is. Like they don't even invite you to the high school reunion. You don't even hear about a reunion even happening. You know, that's what you should think about high school. Uh, so yeah, if you're going to peak, try to not peak in high school, try to peak in college for real. You know, that's where you should do it. All right, last question we got here. How do I tell my Asian Christian parents I want to go on an overnight trip with my boyfriend? I want to go on an overnight trip with my boyfriend, but we both have strict Asian parents. I'm afraid to ask because of their rules, like keeping the door open when we're in his room. However, we've known each other for seven years and have been dating for over nine months. My parents trust him and are comfortable with us going on dangers. I know and my parents went on vacation some together. They were dating, so it seems like a double standard if they say no. I'm worried they'll assume the main intent of this trip is to sleep together, but the main purpose is to spend time together before going to different universities. How should I approach this conversation? Alright. So I've been similar into at least what you're doing. Um, oh yeah, it's like you're trying to plan an overnight trip, but it's like the thing, you're trying to plan an overnight trip with your significant other, and when you're in the Christian sect... It can be very complicated. So here's what I'll say. So um, I'm learning about the situation. Um, uh, let me take a look here real quick. Are you going with other people? Uh, day trips, I don't know. So yeah. Um, so I want to say if it's like a type of night trip type of situation where other people you know are going, especially if they're in like your little Christian sect or whatever, uh, it could be pretty easy. He's like, yeah, they're going to stay in so-and-so place, and then, like, the girls are going to be sleeping and so-and-so. When you talk about that, it's easy. Even if you have to lie, that's easy. Uh, it's different when it's, like, me and my boyfriend want to do an overnight trip somewhere else or something like that. So, uh, you said you're both 18. Yep, I'm seeing that here. And so, luckily, you don't have to worry about shit, but you're probably at the 18 where it's like, our parents still control our lives, and uh, that can be rough. So, um, so yeah, if it's not like with a group of people, if it's with a group of people, it's easy. You just say, like, hey, he's going to be sleeping with them, I'm going to be sleeping with you. All the boys and girls are sleeping up. We're, you know, we, we love the Lord our God, you know, uh, and shit like that. The problem is, if it's just the two of you, because you just did an overnight trip, uh, that's going to be the that's going to be the real trick. So the idea uh, is uh, letting the parents know that you are saving yourself. Like, the, the idea is, like, we want to save ourselves from marriage. So if you can convince them of we really want to save ourselves from marriage, that's going to be the real trick for uh, tricking a Christian parent. It's really bad that I know this, and it's like, I felt... 
I've always felt really guilty. There's a lot of guilt here on my end. So, um, so yeah, if you can, if it's with a group, that's going to be really easy. If it's by yourselves, it's going to be, yeah, uh, we both got separate rooms. Like, you know, if you can prove you got separate rooms, sometimes, fellas, when you're in a situation like that, sometimes you may need to shill over for the extra room. Sometimes if you get back early enough, you can reschedule it for a future date and, you know, figure out what you're going to do there, cancel it or whatever. So, um, so, so yeah. The trick is, the trick I want to say is to plan this trip saying like, oh yeah, boys and girls are sleeping in separate places. Like, like we're not going to be together in the same area. And, uh, you know, plan that. No, we're, and like, you know, being very confident when you say like, no, oh no, we're saving ourselves till marriage. That's what we're doing. If you just shit like that, you'll be fine, you know? So basically the idea is tricking your parents into thinking like, oh, we're definitely sleeping in separate areas, you know? Just like convince them that like, oh, I definitely don't want to be sleeping in the same area as him. You know, just be like, fuck that guy. You know, you kind of have to be like, fuck, I don't want to sleep near that guy. You know, you just got to be like that. That's the kind of attitude you have to go into it with, you know? But that's also the kind of attitude I want to come into ending today's episode. Thank you so much uh, for listening to The Lord's Trademark. Favorite podcast, Cancel Sweezy. Dry Spell is out wherever you stream music, so make sure you go streaming that. You're going to listen to it very soon, so, you know, just listen to the rest of the episode. You can listen to the whole song. It's going to be really cool. Social media, at the Shweezy, it's everywhere social media is. That's It's, it's pretty fucking easy. We got a PayPal account. We got a Cash App account. It's in the link tree link in the description so definitely go check that out and uh help us out in the show whichever way possible because uh makes you a really nice guy don't forget all the free shit you can do make sure you're subscribed to the channel on youtube especially for those audio listeners share our highlights with all your friends and family you know especially your grandparents like you share your porn with them and uh yeah give us a five four three two or one star review on the audio platforms and leave us a written rating as well so honky villa butt drugs stay awesome (laughs) i've been going through a dry spell not spending my time well i overthink I wanna go back to better nights Kissing girls who look nice under the sheets I got no motivation I've been self-medicating I don't know how to get better Guess it's now
Thank you for tuning in to Cancel Shweezy, the Lord's trademark favorite podcast, and joining me on this incredible journey. I hope you've enjoyed the valuable insights and engaging discussion I brought to your ears. To ensure you never miss an episode, hit that subscribe button now. By subscribing, you'll receive automatic updates whenever we release new content, keeping you in the loop with the latest episodes and topics. Subscribing not only guarantees that you'll never miss a beat, but also helps support our show. Your subscription plays a crucial role in helping us continue to bring you high-quality content and maintain our podcast growth. So whether you're listening on your favorite podcast platform or watching our YouTube channel, take a moment to click that subscribe button. Join our community of passionate listeners and be part of the journey. Personally, I appreciate your support, and together, we can make this podcast even better. So don't wait any longer. Hit that subscribe button now and stay connected with us. Thank you for being part of our podcast family.